Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Verse number 8, Isaiah chapter 41. But thou, Israel, art my servant. Got to know who you are. Jacob, whom I have chosen. The seed of Abraham, my word. Thou, whom I have taken from the end ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof. I've taken you from the end of the earth and I've called you from the cream of the crop. You're the cream of the crop. I called you. Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Now here's, here's some promises. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were, what, incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as what? What you worrying about then? Who are you worrying about? They don't like you? They plotting against you? But God says they're going to be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall what? Perish. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them. Even them that contend with thee, they that war against thee, shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou warm Jacob and ye men of Israel. I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I had a pastor that couldn't read. I never knew they couldn't read. Because he had an anointing upon him and God opened up his understanding. And he would say to his wife, turn to so-and-so. And while she's reading it, he'd be quoting it. Why? Because he opened up his spirit. So don't you discount anybody because they may not have education. Because salvation, education without salvation is damnation. Nothing against education is pivotal to have it today. But I just want to tell you that if you humble yourself and open up your spirit, God will teach you some things that the classrooms cannot teach you if you open your spirit. So I said simply, and God gave me the scripture, Genesis 18. And he gave it the 17th verse specifically, just sitting right there. And that's all I'm going to read here in Genesis. You read the whole story when you get a chance. He says, and the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I do? It's a powerful scripture. Shall I hide from Abraham? Now remember, Abraham is a friend of God. They had a relationship. So understand, just for a few moments, I want to deal with the subject matter. The power of an unfulfilled promise. The power of an unfulfilled promise. What is a promise? Promise is a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. Synonym to promise is your word of honor, assurance, pledge, guarantee, oath, bond, undertaking, agreement, commitment, contract, a promise. We all have been promised many things in our life. Time just have them, uh, in time they have been, we've been received broken or unfulfilled promises by people. Some of us were promised the moon and the stars. 
We were dating the one that we loved, promised us the, the, the skies, the limit to our relationship. Huh? And you found out that you just had a, a fistful of dust. They were not able to fulfill the promises that they have said. Some have been promised that I'll love you forever until somebody else came along. They were incapable of fulfilling the promises that they had made. Have you ever had somebody tell you that when my ship come in, when I... When I when my check comes in the mail, I promise I'm going to pay you what I owe you. Just keep looking straight ahead. The one that owe you might be sitting next to you. <laughs> Have you ever been there? The wicked boweth and payeth not again, but the righteous giveth. <laughs> I, I, I quoted that scripture when, I, when somebody owed me some money and it was one of the bishops. And, uh, and Bishop Bell's dead and gone. And I said, Bishop, they owe me some money. And I said, the, the Bible said the wicked borrow and payeth not again. Bishop Bell said, son, read the rest of that scripture. But the righteous giveth. <laughs> I had to release them from the debt. So the truth of the matter is, is that we have had promises made to us. People have said that I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you uh, a nice settlement when, when I get my business taken care of. When my, when my settlement comes in for my accident. And then uh, I'm going to take care of you. And then somehow the settlement came in and you didn't see them. And when you finally see them, they said, well, I know I promised you, but it wasn't as much as I thought. That's the way people make promises. People will promise to do that's a soul. But they were incapable of fulfilling that promise even from the beginning. And sometimes we're disappointed and it's, it's, it's our fault because we place our confidence in the wrong people. We place our confidence continually in the wrong people. And you realize that. People that are madly in love, they've gazed into each other's eyes. Promised to love forever. Given loyalty. Promised them happiness. But they end up in divorce court. Why? Because they, didn't, they truly don't understand what commitment really is. There's a difference between faithfulness and loyalty. We're faithful because we show up. But everybody shows up is not loyal to you. When you're loyal to me, even if you disagree with what I say, you'll still stick with me. Because loyalty goes beyond just being faithful. We got some church folk that are faithful. Jesus said this. He said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. It's just, it took me a while to figure out why he said, uh, uh, this, this, uh, had a difference between leaving and forsaking. Because there's some people that are still with me, but they have forsaken me a long time ago. Just because they're here, it doesn't mean that they're with you. You've got to understand that we've got to put our trust in God and not in man. We have to understand that God has made us promises. God has given the Bible is filled with promises that God made to us. Well, the promise of God, the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Faith believes God to be true, but hope waits for the time for the, in, in which it will be manifested. Faith believes that he is our father, but hope anticipates the fact that he will continue, continually be a father toward us. God's word is filled with promises from our creator to provide and deliver. The Bible is the ultimate source of truth and God is faithful to fulfill all of his promises. As you read the Bible and you, the verses that I have shared with you about the promises of God and God's claims for freedom and, and, and the deliverance and addition, uh, uh, and he, he is able to do what he said that he will do. As I look in the book of Isaiah and I'm, 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 I'm encouraged by what God was telling the people through the prophet. 
Oh, because God wanted them to know that uh, regardless of what you are going through, and no doubt somebody needs to even know that today, regardless of what you're going through, God is not going to leave you in your mess. Uh, there's some difficult situations that you're dealing with, but be encouraged to know one thing, that God who promised is faithful uh, to fulfill what he's promised him. It's one thing to have a promise, but what about the unfulfilled promise? The, 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 the real sticker of an unfulfilled promise is, especially when you get it from God, nothing can happen to you until that promise is fulfilled. I don't care what the devil tells you. When God made the promise, nothing can impede the fulfillment of that promise. The devil is trying to make you think God promised it and God is not faithful. Why don't you give up? Hold on to the promise. I don't care what you're going through. Hold on to the promise. All I got is God's promises. Uh, God, somebody need to say it. If it has not materialized, and it's not manifested in time just know one thing that God is able to fulfill it one scripture says God watches over his word to perform it all I got is a promise I don't have much money but I got his word on it I don't have no friends but I got God's word I stopped by new life to tell you today God's promise is enough it's enough it's enough it's enough the devil's trying to make you think well all you got is a handful of promises but if I can take my hand and wrap it around the promises of God I'm gonna be all right he said he's gonna deliver me I'm coming out of this I don't care how much I got to cry I'm coming out of this he promised to provide my bills will do but I came to tell you God is the way maker grandmama said he makes a way out of no way he is a battle axe in a time of a battle he's my shelter in the time of storm I'm standing here tonight on God's eternal promises clap your hands and praise it If you're going through something and God has not yet answered, don't get discouraged. Don't you get discouraged. Discouragement is a tactic. Discouragement is a tactic of the enemy to make you doubt God. Oh my God. The Bible says that a wavering minded man cannot receive anything of God. My God. The symptoms may be still there, but you got his promise. Thank you, Jesus. Lou Willie is still bad, hard-headed, and disrespectful. But you just know one thing. The Bible said the promise is unto you and unto your children. I don't care how much they're drinking and acting a fool. I got God's promise. All I got to 
tonight is God's promise. All I got is God's word. And I'm willing to stand on God's word. Is anybody, is anybody tonight willing to stand on the word of God? Times are hard, but I got God's word. You got to be willing. You got to be willing. You got to be willing. What we fail to fully appreciate is the amazing treasure that we actually possess. And that is a promise from God. That's an amazing treasure. Life, and, and can I tell you, human reasoning says to me that the promise that is fulfilled is a reward. <laughs> but I'm not talking human reasoning, I'm talking faith. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I came to tell you, the one that has not been fulfilled is more endeared because God, oh, I wish I could talk to somebody. Hallelujah. Let me give you an example. They got the word to Jesus that Lazarus was dead. That one you love is dead. And I heard him say that he said he stayed there four days. That don't sound like a God that is concerned about his promise. But I heard him say Lazarus is asleep. And they said, well, if he's asleep, he's doing all right. And Jesus said, let me let you eat on something. Uh, he's dead. Hallelujah. And I'm glad. I got a problem with Jesus. Because he said he's glad. That trouble is overwhelming. But I heard the Bible declare. All God needs is a stage to perform his miracle. Your life and my life is a platform for God to do what he want to do. Stay there. God's going to do it. Stay there. He's going to bring you out. Martha came running to Jesus. If you had been here, you didn't keep your promise. Hallelujah. Can you imagine telling the mighty God, you didn't keep your promise. If you had been here, you know, must be present to win. She said, if you would have been here, uh, my brother would have been all right. But you wasn't here. Where were you when I needed you? Jesus looked at her and said, you're going to see your brother again I came by to tell some Martha's that might be in the building you're going to see your miracle somebody needs to know it I know things are messed up at the house at the home front but I came to tell you it's going to be alright you got to believe God as he looked at the master my eternal God the everlasting Father, the Elohim, the beginning and the ending, the hypostatic union, the perfect blending of humanity and divinity. Hallelujah. She looked at him, the great kenosis, the one that emptied himself. She looked at him and said, I know I'm going to see him in the resurrection, but I heard God. 
Lordship and Jesus is the mighty God. I heard a God say, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that was dead, yet shall he live. Your dead situation is living again. The doctor said it's over, but I stopped by to tell you this in an unfulfilled promise. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. First thing I want to say is that everyone who has a promise from God uh, is this. Do everything in your power to keep your fingers wrapped around that promise. It is just too precious to let go. Do everything you can. When holding to a promise for a long time, we often are tempted to lose heart and relinquish our hope. The reason it is so imperative to hold fervently to this promise is that God is willing, is willing and able to do what he said he'd do. Not every promise is unconditional. Some promises must be carried must be carried contentiously if we are to see the fulfillment. They must be held on to. We see the truth in these verses. Do not become a laggish but but in anticipate those things that God has promised you. Be faithful and know that Hebrews 6 and 12 says, and let us not grow weary while doing well, for in due season we shall reap if we think not. Galatians 6 and 9, therefore be not, do not cast away your confidence which God which has great reward for you have need of endurance God told me to tell you you got to do some things so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promises of God you got to have some endurance you've got to have some stick to itness the problem with the church today if it doesn't happen in a popcorn condition we get discouraged. Hallelujah. It took us 40 and 50 years to mess up our lives. And we want God to straighten it up in 14 days. But you got to understand it took you some time to get in your mess. But I heard God say, I'm in there with you. As Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My God was the fourth man in their fire. He could have brought them out. But the miracle would not have been so profound. God says, I want you to know that I'm the kind of God that steps into your situation and declare who I am. You don't know who I am unless you've been through something. You don't know who I am unless you endured something. You can't help nobody else if you ain't been through nothing. The reason I can preach to you because I've had to cry 
or sometimes I've been pushed aside or sometimes and I know what God can do I know that God will bring you out come on clap your hands and say hallelujah hold on to that promise like a wide receiver holds on to the football wish i had a few football enthusiasts here sometimes you want to get the yards you know you need 10 yards to get to a first down and sometimes you get the 10 yards with a long pass thank god you had to run long and look up and one thing i found out about the wide receiver hallelujah he's got to be in the right place to catch the pass hallelujah they've already ran the play yes um and sometimes you gotta go wide and fake right hallelujah and what the quarterback is waiting only you to run long fake right hallelujah some of us don't know how to fake we don't got no moves y'all gotta be willing to move you gotta be willing to move you gotta move for Jesus see David knew how to move so when Saul threw the dagger the Bible said David we're stiff in church we won't even clap our hands we're stiff in church we won't even leap for joy but I came to tell somebody that's expecting a miracle sometimes you gotta dance in advance sometimes you gotta shout in the midst of your trials you gotta praise him trick the devil he think he got you he think you're about ready to give up but you came to church and start dancing and the devil told the demons look at them fools still got them in their dancing but what the devil don't know I'm not dancing because I'm delivered I'm dancing because he promised to deliver me hallelujah I can dance on his word how can I do it my God I'm about to quit here but how can I do it you know why my God stepped out of eternity into time everything was chaotic the world was without form and void my God and darkness was upon the face my God Woo. it was deep dark I mean it was it was chocolate talk make a dark chocolate brother my god and nothing could see nothing darkness was upon the face of the deep and god said let there be my god and there was why everything was created by the word that same word you got that same word you got god created everything based on his word there's power in an unfulfilled promise. I can shout on the mention of the promise. You know, the world says, they sing that song. That boy said that just the mention of your name, I don't want to take y'all back too far, turns a flicker into a flame. Y'all don't know nothing about that. I know y'all say. Just the thought of you turns my whole world misty blue. He's been saved too long. <laughs> he said, oh, girl. Just, oh, girl. Oh, girl. Just the thought of you turns a flicker. 
ain't got but a flick. But when I think about you, boof, it's a flame. <laughs> My God. And then he says, just a mention of your name. He says, it turns my whole world misty blue. Oh, my God. The, the purest and the cleanest blue. If somebody can say that about their significant other, what can you say about your God? Oh, God. Hallelujah. What can you say about your God? That same God that walked on the cancer ward into your room and say be thou healed can you praise him can you praise him can you praise him that same God that went into the banker's office when your credit was jacked up and told the banker give her the house give her the house give her the house y'all ain't never been there y'all gotta praise him you drove off the car lot with a brand new car when you didn't have enough credit for a bicycle you ought to praise the Lord cause my God is a way maker my God is a provider Y'all be seated, my goodness. As I got older, I watched football. But in my younger days, I was a basketball player. I had some height, so I really thought that, to my chagrin, that I would be in the NBA. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I'm on Jesus' uh, peewee team. Y'all pray for me. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Uh, and sometimes they won't even throw me the ball. But that's all right. Because I got his promise. Now, um, but as I got older, I really love a football. My wife tell you, I sit there and watch it all day. My God. And, uh, hallelujah. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. I can't run fast nor jump high. And I can't take no hits. So I have to watch other people take it. But whatever the reason is, there's a wide receiver that has gotten the play they practice it in practice. I came to tell you what you're going through is just practice. Sometimes you gotta cry, but it's just practice. When you're being talked about, it's just practice. When you're being lied on, it's just practice. But when I'm not going to the game and I say to the coach, or uh, put me in. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'm ready to run for you. I'm ready to be the most valuable player, Jesus. I got the Holy Ghost and I can do what no other power can do. Oh, Jesus. Or uh, put me in the game. He called me the preacher. I'm in the game now. Oh, Lord. I'm in the game. I'm running. My old grandmama said, I've been running for Jesus for a long time. And I'm not tired yet. Well, I'm in the game now. Yes, sir. And sometimes I get in the huddle. I ain't going to be much longer. And while I'm in the huddle, the quarterback, the preacher, so here's the play for the day. Let everything that has breath uh, uh, praise of the Lord. Uh, and I said, oh, 
Oh, Mr. Coach, I got one thing I want to say. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. I can't play on everybody's team. I don't have the skills, nor the ability. And at 57, not much win. But somebody put me in the game. Throw me the pass. Write me into the play. Oh, Lord. And I heard him say, run long and fake right, but turn left. I'm running. I got a cry, but I'm running. I'm being talked about, but I'm running. The devil want me to go right. I'm a fake right. Lord. And when I turn left, I'm holding to my promise. I his promise when I turn left I got his word the power of an unfulfilled promise the devil makes you think if it's unfulfilled then it's a dud ever shot a firecracker you lit it and you took off and you ran and you look back or you saw a that was a dud Jesus gonna give you a bang light it and run for cover because there's a miracle on the horizon you can count on the fact that he that helped begun a good work in you shall continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. Abraham was given what? A promise. Under the Abrahamic covenant, God says blessings. I will bless thee, multiply. I will multiply thee. Huh? So your son, so your own son gonna come out of your womb. You know Sarah tried to mess it up uh-huh. and told her to get it with Hagar. Y'all remember the story? Uh, but, but listen to me. Don't you try to rewrite God's plan. The play is already fixed. The ultimate fulfillment of Abrahamic's promise was Jesus Christ. It wasn't just Isaac. He was going to come through the lintage of Isaac. Can I tell you that? But, you know, Abraham searched for a city whose builder and maker was the Lord. You know why I know that the fulfillment was Jesus? Jesus said to them before Abraham was, I am. And say, Abraham longed to do what? See my day. Thank you, Jesus. Abraham had God's promise. And he believed God. Died without seeing the fulfillment of God's promise. But even in there, God fulfilled his promise. Elisha asked for two scoops of raisins. Y'all know the story. Two scoops. Elisha looked at him and said, bro, bro, what you want from me? You following me. But I told him, Paul started out the chapter by saying, finally, my brother. Nobody don't say nothing to Paul. Why they bother me? I am, so he says, I want two scoops of raisins. Huh? And, and then I, he says, first of all, you ask a hard thing. But I, I tell you what, y'all scared to ask God a hard thing. He says, is there anything too hard for me? Ask him. Ask him. You don't want to ask your husband for that big diamond ring, but ask God for the hard thing. He says, you ask a hard thing, but I tell you what, if you see me when I go, I'll give it to you. God says, y'all are not looking for him. You're coming, but you're aimless. You have no direction. When you come to church, you need to have a purpose. What you come for? Even the world asked the song, what did you come out here for? He said, if you see me when I go, he said, I'll give it to you. And, and, and the sons of the prophets, as to Elijah said, your master's leaving. I don't know whether you know it or not, but catching Delta this evening. I don't know what he's catching, but I know he's leaving. And then he, Elijah got tired of him following him. Some of y'all ought to follow God so closely that God turn around and says, I'm so sick of you following me. Here's your blessing. Like that woman bothered that judge 
That judge got so aggravated, said, I'm so tired of this woman bothering me. I'm so tired. Y'all ain't got no women bothering y'all. I'm so tired of this woman bothering me. Here, take this here because I'm tired of seeing you. He said, why are you following me? Go over yonder. He says, no, as sure as the Lord liveth, I'm going with you anywhere. And when God came, he saw, he says, master, master, greyhound, no, the chair is a fire. The chariots of fire is here. He said, that's my ride. He got up on the chariot. He said, there you go. Why? Because God is able to do a hard thing. There is power in an unfulfilled promise. Most of us void and disregard a promise that have not been fulfilled. But God said, death can't get you because I promised you that I'm going to bless you. Cancer can't take you. You know, sometimes the devil tell you when you have a little stomach ache, it's stomach cancer. Y'all ain't never had that. The devil just talked to me. He don't talk to none of y'all. And I say, I got too much to do. I got some more sermons to preach. You, I can't go nowhere. As long as God has put it on the books, you're secured. You're secured. Elisha was dead and in the grave. Why they didn't cover the grave? Ask the funeral home man. They left the grave open. I do know why. He only had one miracle left to get to the double. He needed 14. He only had 13. I think that's He was dead. And when some folk was running with a dead body and the enemy got behind them, they threw him in the open grave. I'm still looking for that man that rose. God's looking for him too. Because he raised some of y'all from the dead, but y'all ain't praising him. I'm finished. That was the double portion of the miracle. God had promised it. And even in death, God will fulfill his promise. If you're here today and you know that you have a promise from God and the devil is just riding your back like a mule, you need to look back and say, I have a promise from God. And that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going because God has promised me. If you're here today and you're, you're going through something and it seems like uh, the devil's trying to make you lose the grip upon your promise, I want you to come. Father, I gotta give you thanks because Lord, everything that you have done I didn't look at it now I thank you Lord for the release of every chain everywhere I go God I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry we have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy therefore Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city we have learned to forgive and with that in mind God I just can't stop praising you in the name of Jesus we give you praise Amen.